What is up, everybody? Welcome to today's news tonight, episode 119. Holy shit, that's a lot. I'm your host for this episode, Steve Bowling, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends NGVG co-founders Ash Paulson in the upper left, Derek Bittner in the lower right, and our good friend and special guest, Matt McMuscles, all the way from the flop house in the lower left. How you doing, man? Pretty good. 119. That's yeah. like, I, I feel like yeah. you guys started a month ago. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we feel it that feels way like too. That a bit, yeah, feels like that a bit to us too. And for then sure. I just it, look down it, at my gut and I'm like, there's no way I built this in one month. I've been working hard on this. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we initially started at five a, a five a week and then we moved down to three a week. And that's still, that's a lot of episodes a week. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't believe there was ever a time we thought we could, that the five episodes a week. Oh, we'd be dead if we, could, if we thought we could pull off five a week. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. no kidding. Uh, so, Matt, before before we dive into the episode proper, uh, you you are one of my closest fighting game friends. So I have to ask you, what is your take on uh, Luke from Street Fighter Five? Like, how are you feeling about that? Ooh, you mean some <laughs> generic blonde guy that Capcom was just like, eh, here's here here here's the mainstream MMO MMA MMO. Yeah, he's an MMO player. Here's the mainstream <laughs> MMA Dude, guy. I, that see. I would love to see. Well, I mean, Sakura was kind of like a like an FGC commentator, so I guess it's as close as they're going to get to. But yeah, Luke is the new character that they announced. The final character after a lot of I wouldn't say hype because Capcom has this thing. I'm sure you guys all know this that they'll be like, oh, there's an announcement coming, or there's another character, and everyone will lose their mind. Like they're promising the world, even though they just make like a very standard announcement oh we have more news oh my god like <laughs> franchise a or b or is coming back and it's gonna be you know whatever but luke is they he is totally fine they should have announced him months ago they should have mm -hmm. announced him along yeah. with uh oro yeah. or another character and left uh, akira from rival schools as being the it makes so much more sense to to have done it that way um but We've only seen a little bit of his move set, and he could be really cool. And they they show because one thing about all these new uh, Street Fighter Five characters that Capcom kind of got rid of the old guard that was at the head of the project and brought in some like uh, new blood on that. Like all of them are much more interesting than like every other character they had up until this point. So I I think I'd like to wait and see a bit more about his move set, but his actual design is a little. I don't know. It's big smacks of Abel where you, you see Abel for the first time and you're like, okay, it's a yep. big blonde buff guy. Cool. I haven't There's seen not before. nine boring. of those. Yeah, exactly. His design is so boring. It's, it's, it's just, fun, but... he's got boxing gloves and shorts and tattoos. Like, I mean, yep. I don't see that guy walking outside my street every day. When I play Street <laughs> Fighter, I want to see a weirdo. Or like well, half cool and half weird. Well, we already had a blonde pugilist in Ed. Like he doesn't look that different from Ed, and it's like, and, and just, plus Alex uh, is also in the game. Like I love yeah, Alex, and but Alex, you're right. Yeah. But at least he's got a little something, a little juice. He's like from New York, and uh, of course we need more info on Luke. But um, and it was it was really weird when they were everyone was kind of going, oh Matt, you you uh predicted this with one of your videos you said you were talking about capcom fighting all-stars and that's rook and i'm like wait what what's happening why is that luke and everyone's explained to me it's oh it's because in, in japan they couldn't say luke effectively enough so they they wanted another cool word so his name is technically luke but and all this stuff and then one of the capcom directors is like no it has nothing to do with that character at all and, <laughs> and i'm like okay Good, because that was confusing for a bit. I was like, is it the guy from Fighting All-Stars of those two characters they never did anything with? So it was a crazy Capcom stream. Like, it was it was fun, especially the uh, Fortnite nonsense that everyone was making fun of. <laughs> Guile was so bad. Oh, poor Guile. Oh, boy. Yeah. What they did to uh, that boy. Sir Stupefy makes a great point in our live audience patron chat saying Abel was cool because he had a puppy. That's true. Abel automatically gets a pass. Wasn't Abel also Seth, but with hair? Like they, they alluded a, to the idea that him and He was Seth like a Seth clone. Yeah. Like he was yeah. like a dummy body. Like Abel is fine in terms of his moveset and stuff. It's like, like a bit of judo and all that. It's just that his core design was just so blah. And it's like 
Ryu and Ken and some of these characters get by because they were designed back in like the 80s or early 90s. So when you see another character it's, uh, that's kind of similar to that, you're just kind of like, okay, okay, um, I guess. But maybe uh, Luke will have some more interesting alternate costumes because they almost usually do. Like every character if you, in Street Fighter V, you don't like their their costume, get ready. You're going to be paying a lot of money to get all of them uh, <laughs> at the end of the day. So there's always that option. But as in terms of the final character, like final, final, that like it is a bit like, eh, eh. It, Especially it when they does. said this will also be the future of Street Fighter Six, And you're like, eh? Uh, I guess, I mean, I, that seems what it, I, I've not watched myself. I'm like, I'm very much a casual. Much. <laughs> <laughs> it just really does seem like, like, this is the exciting new character that's coming to Street Fighter Six. This is the one that's ready. So here, we'll put him in five to get you excited for six. Yeah. I agree. That's what it feels like for me. I I do have to give you credit, though, Matt. Uh, The fact that your video on Capcom Fighting All-Stars came out right before this, and then everybody thought that Luke was a character from that. I was like, how? Like, that takes some galaxy brain level timing to to pull (laughs) off. I was... I was it was also I was like, oh, I it was also weird because I wasn't even the only person on YouTube to make a video about fighting all stars that day. There's also <laughs> a really good channel called Thorgy's Arcade, and he also just happened to put out a video, all, like a retrospective, all about that game, like an hour or two after mine. Wow, and I was man. talking to him, I was like, "That's just one of those things, right?" He's like, "It's just one of those things." Because <laughs> <laughs> that game is really, really interesting. All right, before we get into the episode proper, we do have a sponsor for tonight's episode, uh, and that is Straight Lace and The Soul Device. Uh, as with most Fridays, uh, the, uh, Straight Lace is our sponsor. The Soul Device is a puzzle platformer where the player can create temporary platforms by shooting projectiles onto the walls at the cost of HP to navigate the environment. It's available now for free on Steam, but The Soul Device isn't like other free games. The Soul Device doesn't have microtransactions. In the event you would like to support the developer, though, there is also a soundtrack on Steam featuring the nine tracks of background music from the game. Additionally, Straight Lace is working on the second half of Challenge Pack 1 and a new Soulless difficulty to be added in a free update. Uh, which he promises will get done just as soon as he stops getting sidetracked by planning a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, which apparently he's looking to put on his channel at some point. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned for more info on that. Thank you so much, Straight Lace, for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate you. Go download the Soul Device for free on Steam. It's in the description below right now. Uh, with that, we do have a few super chats to get out of the way before we move on to the news, because that's a thing that happens too. Thank you all so much for your support. <laughs> Uh, we'll start off with Jaden Buck with a $10 super chat. Says, crazy question Fridays, crazy question number two. With the <laughs> Tokyo 2020 Olympics coming to a close, I thought I'd bring up an Olympic-themed question. Do you think there are expert divers who can't swim? Uh, I'll just round that off with, God damn it, I hope not. That would be tragic. I hope not. <laughs> that is right? terrifying. Like, I really hope not. Quick, That's just really you. risky. Honestly, <laughs> I... I Took the time to watch the Suicide Squad last night because I was like, I, there's no way I'm going to find any other time. So I'm just like, it's out. I'm going to watch it, even though it's late at night, and just finish it off. And it just reminds me of a character that they can't swim. <laughs> and it's just nice. like, oh, it's like that. And it's that's unfortunate. I need to watch but that. I, I kind of doubt HBO it. Max, but it's fun. So, yeah. If you're a diver time. who can't swim, I feel like you should be in literally any other Olympic sport. I mean, I mean, that's just yeah. a, that's literally a death wish. Yeah. <laughs> It's like being into equestrian sports, but they're deathly afraid of horses. Like, yeah, seems seems (laughs) like an odd career choice for sure. (laughs) Right. Uh, Alan Wilkinson with a two pound uh, super chat says there is no Amiga, only Zool, which Ghostbusters. I get it. I get it. I'm old. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen Ghostbusters. I completely forgot. Thank you for the reminder, Steve. I was like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Zool is coming back out. That's I think that's the second half of that but i don't quite oh remember. yeah um mm. i'll have to check it out i i i'm probably in possession of several emails about it that i've just ignored <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh moving on edward whalen with a australian 14 99 cent super chat says is this where i can acquire some good vibes of the gaming variety but seriously i've been listening to the podcast version for a while now you guys are awesome keep up the good work you legends uh Thanks. Thank you. I, Very, I, I love fear, your I fear what my legend <laughs> reads like. <laughs> you have come to the right place for for good vibes of the gaming variety, and thank you so much for the 
donation. Steve, do you mind if I read this next one? Just Go for it, because I absolutely right. don't want to. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got $5 from Wape Mulinga saying, I'm going to splurge on this. Hashtag free MVC2. I want to take you for a ride. I want to take you for a ride. I want to take you for a ride. I want this game back, man. So do I. So do we all. I'm sorry. I had to do that. I apologize to all of your ears. Please keep watching us. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I I appreciate you reading that in my stead. Moving on, Rizmon with a $5 super chat says, It's my birthday, and I wanted to celebrate the evening with my favorite YouTubers. Been watching you guys since the Smash Ballot discussions. That is too kind. Right. Matt is only that one is person. Good. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Happy birthday, yes. though. Yes, Thank happy you. birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Rizmon. Uh, rounding awesome. it out, Thomas Nerds out with a $5 super chat says, Good vibes to all. My little sister has tested positive, and work is making me take a mandatory two-week paid leave to quarantine getting tested mm. monday well one i'm very sorry about your sister two yeah. i hope you're okay and three if you are negative enjoy your two weeks off that's <laughs> there's, yeah, I guess there's so. a silver lining yeah, to that i suppose i'm off but all the best to your sister i hope she's yes. gonna be okay i hope Absolutely. she has an easy covid experience yeah yes uh matt Karenz, uh following up with a canadian five dollar super chat says hell yeah thorgy's arcade you should get aaron in a future episode <laughs> hey i am more than more than happy to invite any uh, anybody who wants to chat onto the show. Uh, I don't know him personally, but maybe uh, I can work out something uh, through our good friend Matt here. Uh, but we'll try. Oh <laughs> um, yeah! All right, we're we're coming to the end. I swear. Uh, John yeah. Salter with a five dollars super chat says, "I also want to recommend Thorgy's Arcade, both the channel to watch and Aaron as a guest. If it helps, Ash, he's a huge fan of Rival Schools. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. that just means he's a, a man of, of taste." Exactly. <laughs> and finally, uh, Radberry with a $4.99 super chat just says, I'm eating chicken, which, uh, good on you. Good past I'm, then you are doing the right thing. Exactly. You're <laughs> spending your time wisely watching us eating chicken. I can't think of a better way to end your Friday. Uh, well, with those all out of the way, uh, we do have some news to discuss. Uh, so let's go ahead and get our first story up on screen. And, uh, surprise, surprise, Niantic has responded to fans' fury over Pokemon Go's changes. We talked about these changes uh, in our previous episodes, so this is happening pretty quickly. Uh, But the response is a little bit weird. Um, So instead of just reversing the changes they made, if you remember, uh, they basically took away all the uh, safety restrictions that they had placed on Pokemon Go that made it easier to play the game without going out into the world and interacting with people during the pandemic. Uh, so they've said that rather than roll those back, they're going to, uh, form a committee, (laughs) consult with community members and deliver a full response by September. So I guess they're giving themselves a month to undo what they did. I, I, I just don't, uh, like normally I wouldn't say it's as simple as like flipping a switch, but this this almost is that simple. Like this is almost as simple as like rolling back code changes and just being like, hey, we'll go back to that previous version that we had that you guys liked a lot. Um, but I suppose yeah. there, you know, I I wonder what this committee is going to do. Like I can't help but think of like episodes of The Office where they form committees for just weird shit, like an anti-flashing <laughs> task force at Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> and I I feel like it's just going to be a bunch of people around, like sitting around a board table, being like. What is what does everyone want? Things back the way they were a week ago. <laughs> I don't. I have is, the turntables turn. <laughs> this is a mind-boggling response because, really, I mean, uh, as I understand it, a few whales have walked away from the game. Like people who spend lots oh, of there, money on there's this outright game. boycotts. So yeah, I mean, like boycotts. So like, really, is it worth? doing the task force and, and, and taking until September to just do what you could do. And I mean, they lost the ultimate the whale in Cerebee. That's a problem. Yeah, exactly. Just set it back. If to Joe's the walking course. away from something Pokemon related, you've exactly you're fucked up. Well, and the thing, you know, there's, I, there's uh, Delta and now Lambda and Delta plus it's, I mean, I think the U S just recorded its highest ever, uh, sorry, the Delta variant, and now they're talking about the Delta Plus variant and the Lambda variant. This My pandemic God. isn't over. It's mm-hmm. it's far from over. Just flip it back to the way it was and let people be safe. What? How is this like difficult? Why do you need like a Delta? 
Delta Plus, and then there's Delta Game Pass, and then there's Delta, like there's all these <laughs> subscription based Delta variants coming. Like they're going to have to do this eventually. We all know that, but it's like yeah. not now, not for a yeah. while. And they didn't tell anyone this was going to happen, right? They just made the switch and like they I didn't tell people this was coming up. They, I think they I did remember. message that it was going to happen and people okay. were hoping I think we're still that against they were not it. actually go through yeah. with it. And then they went through with it. But their excuse right. is we want people to connect in real places in the real world and to visit places that are worth exploring. Like an emergency room. I mean, well, I'm yeah, pretty sure the pe- Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the people who have been playing this game have explored everything there is to explore in their town. Unless they're like actively traveling to play Pokemon Go. No. Just well, I, and- no. I read earlier today that I think the U.S. recorded over 100,000 new COVID cases in a single day for the first today for the first time since February. This is so not the time to to be, you know, making people, you know, making people go closer to Pokestops and go, you know, this is not the time to be to be lifting safety restrictions in Pokemon Go. Like, come on. Well, it's it's not really a play uh, time or a place to be lifting safety restrictions anywhere <laughs> but um yeah it's it's just a, a wild story like this seems like something you know like like i said i don't advocate for you know i don't subscribe to the ideology that game development is easy and and that when you don't get what you want out of a game it's the developers being lazy uh but i do find it kind of hard to believe that it's going to take them this long to consider their options like yeah it, it I feels feel like, like they're trying to ride it out to see if the numbers really do right. go down, yeah, and they're like, and then like, oh crap, it is hurting us. Let's let's go. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's they're, what they're, the they're waiting here. to see. Gamers have a pretty short uh, memory. They're trying to see how if the the month is long enough for them to still forget. I I will say that I have a little bit of faith. I don't want to go into the whole Activision thing because we talked about that a lot lately. But <laughs> I am hopeful like it seems like at least the pressure is not letting up on activision blizzard and i get that these are not equivalent situations at all um but at the same time i my faith in humanity is such that i would have expected the activision blizzard thing to blow over in a week for most people like oh hey crash bandicoot's got a new costume (laughs) yeah (laughs) um metroid ditto m 35th in our live audience chat makes a great point saying notice how they didn't remove the stuff they added during the covid protocols that make the money like remote rates and and, yep at the end of the day as usual it always comes down to money but given that that's the case and we know that you'd think they would just say you know what we fucked up we're we're gonna reverse course on this please whales come back and keep throwing thousands of dollars at the game i like why would they do this it's even for their bottom line, even if all they care about is money, which they do, and they don't care about people's safety, which they don't, not more than money at least, then just do the obvious thing and reverse the, the decision and walk it back and start making your money again. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Because I, I think there's I think there's a thing where some people theorize that companies make bad moves on purpose just so they can save face by reversing them. Like when Sony announced like, oh, we're taking all these old legacy games off the the vita store the psb store and then like after a few days everyone complained and they're like oh no we're not doing it so it's like i've seen people say that like this situation might be you know uh, applicable here where they go oh we might be thinking of doing this oh we've done it and see how the response is and then if if it's negative enough they do like a negative analysis and if it's negative enough they'll be like okay well we'll just go back and then you're kind of viewed as like you you listen to your fans even though you know it's kind of gets murky in there i don't know how i feel about that like whether companies actually do that but there's been a couple of moves over the last year or two where a company does i'm like that makes no sense to do it all other than just to see if they can get away with it and if they can't get away with it here like yeah they're gonna go back but i can't imagine like they're going to stick with this, like whatever the committee decides is probably going to be the reverse. Cause otherwise what was the point of, of all of this really? Right. Oh yeah. I, I think that there's a certain, you know, cost analysis that goes into stuff like this. Like, Hey, if we do yeah. this, uh, how much money could we potentially lose? And if they're like, well, it's worth it in some strange mathematical equation we've come up with, then we'll do that. And if we, if it turns out we were wrong on how much money we'll lose, we'll reverse course. Um, anyway, before we move on to our next story, we do have one more super chat uh, from Radberry, uh, donating $4.99, says, Do you think now that Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed, we will possibly get a PS5 version of Zero Dawn? 
No. No. I mm. I feel like yeah, uh, so. at best. Uh, so I want to I want to yeah. be clear. At best, I don't think we'll get like a PS5 re-release of Zero Dawn. I think the best <laughs> thing we could hope for is maybe like a performance patch so that yeah. in PS4 mode it right. runs better, uh, which they've done for a number of games. But we're not going to get the Ghost of Tsushima treatment. They're not going to remaster exactly. the game and put it back out. Um, yeah, I think they're probably you know, really focused on just getting zero or forbidden West out the door. Uh, and if you like zero Dawn, it, it's already pretty awesome. So just yeah, go play it on that. Although I will say decent. I very recently revisited the PC version. Cause I was like, Oh, I should finish this game before forbidden West comes out. And it is a bug riddled mess. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I ran into so many visual glitches that I was like, okay, you know, 120 FPS is cool, but it is distracting it, it, when Aloy's face comes off. So yeah, get the gonna... version of the PS5 and play that. Play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Really, you um, don't need a patch. The, you don't need a PS5 patch. Like the, the, it's such an incredible game. Period on PS4. Just play it no matter what. Oh, it's incredible, but it's it, it's a little. Aloy likes Aloy likes to talk with her teeth closed at all times. Oh, uh huh. There's, there's that. Some visual weirdness for sure, but the game yeah. itself is. is just oh yeah, incredible. the game itself is yeah. great. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'll play it again at some point. I wish Sony would just let me at least upload my progress from the PC version and then continue playing on my PS5, but such is life. First world problems. <laughs> uh, speaking of... Well, no, I don't, I'm not going to transition that way. That would be a dick move. Speaking of we first world problems, let's read this more... super chat. Huh? Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no yeah, that's, that, that's exactly why I nixed my transition. No, <laughs> not at all first world problem. But uh, music is Life Man with, with a uh, $20 super chat. I had issues parsing the name because of the capital letters. But uh, it says, <laughs> the response leaves much to be desired. Taking a month to figure it out, really? It doesn't hurt them. And if anything, remote raids hurt their goal of gathering in person, but they won't get rid of their moneymaker. Nope. Uh, yeah, I I think we, we pretty well covered it. it just... This seems like yeah. a calculated business move, and uh, it's really they've painted themselves into a situation where if they do what they if they re reverse course, they look like heroes, and if they don't, people will probably just eventually forget and start playing the game again. Uh, yeah, you know, such is life. Anyway, uh, moving on. Let me go ahead and throw our next story up on screen here, and uh, this comes from Rally, which I suppose is like a an auction service but apparently and we just talked about a record for this i want to say a month ago uh a new sealed copy of super mario brothers has sold for two million dollars i don't even i why <laughs> i'm flabbergasted by this i don't get it. i i i mean i feel like because this is part of like retro gaming is experiencing this huge boom in speculative value and i say speculative because i really think that that's what this is i think this is people with a lot of money investing in the future of retro gaming uh and god like it is it is depressing because i would love to own a sealed copy of mario brothers and a few years ago that wasn't crazy out of reach that was like okay i gotta get maybe like yeah a couple thousand dollars at most if i want like a mint perfect copy and now it's like i need to be able to buy 10 of my own home <laughs> to, to be able <laughs> yeah. to afford a copy of mario brothers um yeah and i i sincerely hope that this is like the signal of retro gaming collecting being in a bubble you know and and the i hope that that bubble yeah. bursts I feel bad for whatever schmuck spent $2 million on Mario if it precipitously drops in value. <laughs> Most people think it's a money laundering scheme. Yeah. From what I can tell. Let me, yeah. let me get your take, Matt, because like I said, we talked about this a month ago. So how yeah. do, what's your thoughts on like this retro gaming boom that we're seeing? I mean, it's largely what you just said. Like, I do think it's in a bubble, but like at the same time, I remember like in the 90s, that's when I first started hearing about like old comic books are just worth a lot now and that was even before like the mcu and when like certain comics and franchises and ips got like this huge boost in their their stock there were like thor comics were worth nothing before thor movies not worth nothing but worth significantly less but once he's become like a big name blah 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 and it's like the same thing is happening here but it's like like you said i don't think it's something will last 
you know, wait until like two or three years later when like copy of Punch Out's going for eight billion dollars. I'm like, that's not. I, I I'm fine with really rare games costing like a million dollars. That's fine, but it's like it's Mario. Like anybody, like you said, it wasn't even hard to to get that like two years ago and now it just is for no real reason other than some guy spent a lot of money on it and that's what just makes collectors that don't even know what they have or even know like what the approximate value of his game is like oh well that person's doing it maybe i can do it or it's a money laundering scheme which i'd love for that to be true as well that oh, that would man. that would make me feel good just <laughs> he would love uh, it to be true that that would be <laughs> no joke like an amazing youtube video <laughs> yeah, it would. The story, Getting the full story of this. The mafia and Mario. I, I want that to happen now. I want that to be true. Like just where where the drug trade is buying up retro games. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that man. feels like a Simpsons episode. It, it, like there's like this super expensive illegal game trade going on. Everyone's buying up copies of Bone Storm, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it really but is ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, and, mm. and it's not like these, you know, the thing I find strange, and I understand that there is a certain value to having, like, original copies of old games. But, like, Mario, that's a game you can play on anything. <laughs> it's it's right. not a hard experience to have. I agree with you, though, Matt, uh, on your point about, you know, certain old games being worth ridiculous sums. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, stadium events or something for the NES? That was, like, the one that everyone kind of generally accepted as being worth just a shitload of money like yeah. uh because i think only a few hundred copies existed in the u.s or something like that yeah, there was that uh one tournament game that, that that definitely limited in how much it came out that was worth a lot of money and it's like yeah it makes sense because there's only like 30 out there or something like that so yeah things things like that make sense or like the nes championship carts i get those being worth yeah. a, a shitload of cash that's what i was thinking um, of yeah oh one of my friends has one of those oddly enough i should go oh, wild but you should. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just wonder where this is going to end. I wonder what the logical conclusion is here. Are we going to see that the value of these just falls out and, and somebody's going to try to, you know, the next mint Mario someone digs up is going to be like, oh, hey, I'll give you three grand for that. The wild thing is, is they can't really have the bubble burst like, um, the comics industry did because the comics industry leaned hard into it into the nineties where it's like everything was yeah. a new number one and mm -hmm. just like, you know, selling like hotcakes for a while. But then when they realized like, Oh, there's a lot of number ones and we're not going to really make any money from this. Cause there are so many copies out there in the wild. The reason these are worth a lot is because they're rare. So all of a sudden all of this unused unsold stock of comics was out there and it just took a major hit. But that doesn't even apply to this because there's a lot of copies of Super Mario Brothers out there. I'm pretty sure every yeah. one of us has an NES copy of Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I, I doubt like, you. Nintendo is figuring out how to charge you for playing like Mario Brothers on like an EKG monitor right now. Like it, it, it's their most like commonly re-released game. I assume maybe maybe there's one that's more, but it's so like I'm just imagining every heartbeat is a jump. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, that's maybe that's what the vitality sensor was gonna be. Oh, the good no. news is Mario has just become the easiest game in the world to play. The bad news is Nana's dead. <laughs> oh so God! I love. Oh man. Um, it, it. This is just weird. It, it's it's weird because as we've all said, this game is so ubiquitous. Why would anyone pay two million dollars for Super Mario Brothers? But you know, okay, I, I'd rather you know have two million dollars to buy a house or something then and i can say that because i live in la and that's that probably would get me a shack on on a street corner but <laughs> it's still like i, I can't imagine why two million dollars for freaking mario but okay sure yeah yeah it's it's sure. wild to me i mean but hey if you've got two million dollars and somehow mario is at the top of your list of things to do with it one, I, I envy your life, and I'd like to take a peek behind the curtain and find out what you do all day. Um, I mean, if this was announced to be like they found a, a, like a sealed box of the Mario cereal, 
from like the late eighties, I'd be like, yeah, okay, absolutely. Two, two point yeah. five million dollars. That makes sense to me because that mm-hmm. is shit. That shit is super rare or the Zelda or the Donkey Kong like cereals. Like that makes like pieces of merch that are really rare. Again, that makes more sense to me because it's not like Nintendo, Nintendo can re-release like the old versions or whatever, but like, it, I guess it's just because of the physical cartridge in the box and it's sealed like that's enough, but I mean, it, it'd be and it'd be one thing if like it's a game that's the source code was thrown out or deleted too. Like again, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Even if there were a lot of physical um, uh, cartridges out there, like again, that I, I I don't understand why. Like there was no information about who got it; it was just an anonymous person, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's okay. no yeah. Uh, Top dog in our live audience chat just said one of the most flatly true things. I've seen in our in our live audience chat yet yet two million dollars sounds awesome with a bunch of money bag emojis doesn't it though two yeah. million dollars nice. does sound awesome I, if anybody want out there wants to give me two million dollars that would be awesome and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know that just, would just be great drop a two million dollar super chat right now if you want to we won't <laughs> we'll have you on the show yeah. I'll, I'll let you take over my spot on the show forever forever i'm off the bat right now if you hate Uh me that much give us two million (laughs) dollars before we move on we do have a couple of super chats none of the two million dollar variety shame on (laughs) y'all radberry with nine dollar 99 cents super chat says i don't get to listen to gvg live too much but when i do i want you all to know how much we appreciate the good vibes you share and how much you guys have come since leaving game explain (laughs) Emphasis mine. Love you guys. Um, <laughs> I, I think you mean how far. Uh... I'm really trying hard here. <laughs> really trying. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat, Radbear. I promise we're not always 12, but when someone compliments no, me. Ash, no, Ash is always, always 12. I am always 12. We are not. I am always 12. <laughs> no, Radbear, seriously. I'm only laughing because, I, yes, my sense of humor is 12. Thank you so much for the kind words. That's really Absolutely. kind of me. Yeah, thank it you. means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. I mean, that's going to be in the back of my mind for the rest of the episode. Me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, following it up, Radberry again with a uh, $4.99 super chat says, Steve, what's your favorite kind of chicken? And it's perfect that you asked this when Matt is on, because uh, when Matt found out I was doing uh, content about chicken, he messaged me <laughs> about Jidori chicken at Nobu. And so to like cap off a whole month of eating chicken for almost every meal, that was the last thing I ate. And God damn it. It is like, I mean, it's next level. Good. It is. Ridiculous. You finally ate. You actually finally ate real chicken. Yes. <laughs> not like, nice. not all the matrix facsimiles. It is. It is ridiculous. Ash, uh, I, you, you've got to have a Nobu near you. We, we may have to. Find our way um, yeah. Well, there's one in Malibu. I've actually been there. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful restaurant. I've, I've eaten there before. But it is in Malibu, and that's you know quite a bit of traffic getting to and from uh, uh, you know Malibu to K Town. But worth it, worth it. Nobu is amazing. Uh, yeah, it, it's really good, and the Jidori chicken is just oh my god! Like Matt told he he pitched it to me so well. He's like, I think about that meal even now, and I was, it, it's true. Once you have it, it it occupies a special it place in your you. mind. Like you'll wake up sweating one night just thinking about yeah, it. Just thinking about it. Yeah. It, it's definitely going to become an E3 tradition. Like when I go to LA, I'm going to have to cap off the trip with, with a visit to Nobu, even though there's one in Scottsdale, it's not the same, but uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yes, that is, that is absolutely the best kind of chicken I've ever had. If you live near a Nobu and you have like 50 ish bucks, if you just want to go there and try that, you can get out for like $50. Um, and I definitely recommend it. Uh, Radberry followed that up again. Thank you so much. You're incredibly generous. Very generous. Uh, $4.99 super chat says, I still have a few boxes of the Mario Odyssey cereal unopened. So maybe they'll be worth something in like 20 to 30 years. Um, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That might be worth. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it might be worth like 20 to 30 years of gastrointestinal problems if you try to eat it. I mean, there's people that get those cases of uh, unopened, like new, new Coke or whatever. Yep, and uh, do do videos on him, so it's not a possibility. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was definitely a. Um, I tried the Mario cereal. I remember reviewing it. Like Nintendo sent me an email, and they're like, "Would you like to review cereal?" And I was like, 
I mean, fuck it. Yeah. But <laughs> they, they sent it to me and it had like, I had an embargo for a box of cereal. I was like, this is, this is a bit much guys. <laughs> like just, <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it, I just out of curiosity looked on eBay and most of them are about 20 bucks, but there are a few crazies out there saying 50 bucks for it, 175 bucks for it. Yeah. Oh, go, yeah. Get, get, get this, uh, Mario's Mario cereal food is a little weird on eBay because like depending on where it's coming from the food like taxes on food or like the insurance on food is like weirdly high it's it fluctuates a lot um not not to not to get ahead of you Steve but like I had that cereal and I was like kind of more crushed and disappointed than it had ever been because I'm just like <laughs> Mario cereal ever. Mario cereal. I was so psyched for it and it's just really generic berry flavors like it yeah. had nothing to do with Mario yeah. like I any if you have like a mascot you just do Lucky Charms just have crunchy bits and just have um uh, marshmallows of whatever the character has that's all you really need to do but like apparently that's a bit more expensive than doing like the Overwatch cereal is also terrible. It's just vanilla crunchy things have nothing to do with Lucio. Like <laughs> Lucio's color right. scheme is green. Why can't it be lime or lemon? I'm like, come right. on, I'm giving you gold here. I like cereal <laughs> a lot. But that cereal so was also mean... amiibo. So an amiibo. So there's there's your gimmick. It was. It was. <laughs> does that mean that it does that mean the Nintendo cereal system is still the gold standard of, of video yes. game cereals then? Okay. Why didn't they the bring ones, that back? Yeah. Like a Mario Odyssey, uh, Sky, um, Breath of the Wild double pack switch no. cereal system. Don't, don't play with my heart. <laughs> Love that. That's exactly what I want. All right. So closing out our super chats between stories here. Skull Kid Tiger with a $2 super chat says $2 million for Danimals baptized, baptized tub stream and Sonic 06. Yeah, man. Literally whatever you want at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're, Look, if if you're donating $2 million, $2 million I, will, yeah. I will... I don't know, man. Like, name it. Name it. I will. Like, I will bathe in Danimals if that's what. If, if we can, <laughs> I will bathe in Danimals during a TNT clothed, of course, YouTube. But but yeah, if we can. Man, I don't know. <laughs> Two million dollars is a hell of a way for the channel to go out. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I could start another one with that kind of money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, you could give you this channel like, okay, here's great vibes gaming. <laughs> yeah. Here's excellent yeah. vibes. Because we're two million richer. Now it's great vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I'm just man. saying the, the rules the rules are gone when that much money's involved. Anyway, now that now that we've proven that we also like money, uh, let's go ahead and get our next story up on screen here. And uh, so basically the Metroid Dread Report Volume 4 dropped today and uh, it covers the history of the series. But what I personally found most interesting, if you follow my Twitter, is that uh, Samus is rocking kind of a new look uh, for this one. It's her new Varia suit. Yeah, more reminiscent of her old Varia suit. And the organic elements are like gold now instead of the blue that we've seen in all the art to this point. Uh, I am dying for this game at this point man like i i have to play this like they they really don't need these reports anymore but i like them (laughs) it's it's also the actual 35th anniversary of the game releasing in japan so good timing on that like nintendo actually tweeted about it and celebrated and actually had content for it like holy crap wild yeah I'm, i'm so glad that they actually you know i mean they didn't need to because we're already looking forward to the release the actual release of metroid dread that alone is good enough for Metroid 35th, but they actually released a little bit, like a 30-second new teaser trailer on top of that and did the uh, Metroid Dread Report Volume 4 on the actual day. Like, Metroid friends, we're eating this year, man. This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt, you know, I don't know. Are you a fan of Metroid? I am, I am. Um, I mean, I haven't, like, played, like, every, like, you know, exhaustively 100% in every game, like, but I did do functionality testing on Metroid, no, wait, I did test testing with Metroid Prime Pinball on another game, because that's, that was the, 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 um, rumble attachment that, that, that that game oh, used okay. i had to use that for i had to buy a copy of metroid prime pinball and then bring it to work and then use it on another game so like i'm a, i'm a big metroid prime pinball fan anyway um <laughs> so yeah no dread like i freaked out when i first saw that i think before dread showed up like the title i went it's just metroid dread and i was actually right so which was kind of weird 
But the screenshot of the the new Varius suit, the one that you posted specifically, but is from the trailer, it made it, since Samus is in front of like a gray uh, floor or like a whitish uh, gray floor, it looked like her textures hadn't loaded in on her legs. So she looked <laughs> like she was like half invisible because it was the exact same color as like the, the bits of the white armor. So I was like, oh, 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 okay, I get it, I get it. But um, yeah, like you said, they really don't even need to be doing this. Like, don't show me anything. Like, I'll look at it for sure. You, you don't have to, you, you know, you can... I'll pay you to let me see these bits, but uh, they can they can just release the game and I'll and I'll just happily wait. But it's really cool that they did it because Nintendo, a lot of companies, but Nintendo too, like just rarely do anything. Like Capcom had a 30th anniversary for Final Fight last year, couldn't have done less. I don't even think they made it made a tweet, and that's like. It's not as important as Street Fighter 2, not even close, but it's still a hugely important franchise for Capcom, like, and they didn't do anything. Like, so many companies don't do anything. So it was nice that Nintendo finally did something, because I don't think they did anything for its 30th. Because I remember people posting sad pictures of Samus looking at nothing. Yeah. Just looking at... I I recall that, like, you know, five years ago, so it's nice that they did something. Even though 35th is, like, a little... You know, it's not really a milestone in in terms of like you know decades or make more sense to me in terms of milestones. But I'm very happy they did something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with that. Either way, uh, they're teasing that we're going to see more the secret to Samus's strength in the next uh, Dread Report, which I'm like, fine, I guess I'll read it. I mean, all it is <laughs> is she's right. infused with Chozo DNA. That's all. It's basically just they're. <clears throat> It's yeah. all these dread reports are all about catching up people who have not played Metroid before with what Metroid's all about, especially these uh, four previous games setting up to um, dread. And I, a frequent positron. Yes. I, I, I took my notes before uh, the, 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 the show uh, I'll be working on that after the show, but there will be a short deep dive onto this new footage. Um, it's should be good stuff. I, I, there's nothing mind blowing in here, but there's some, there's some fun bits. So. Nice. I hope the secret of her strength is Adam. I would. <laughs> I think it would. Everyone. Maybe. Everyone's waiting it for it to be Adam. Adam's so great. Who loves Adam? I mean, Adam or the he baby. Was pretty Adam great one. infusion. Both. Like you made this interesting character, then you met him in. Oh, is baby it, uh... Adam! Oh, God. that'd be yeah. so cool. Oh, what a twist! Oh, no, <laughs> baby. I mean, Adam. Adam, is baby dead, Adam so. that orders Samus around. <laughs> Awesome. Oh God! Oh, uh, that's that, that's really horrible. They they are really emphasizing that this is a, as explorative as Super Metroid, though. That was in the mm. Dread Report this time, nice. so they are really pushing that at that aspect of it. Man, well, we got two yeah. more months to wait, so I I'm really excited to see it. Uh, anyway, before just... before we move on, oh, I'm sorry, Ashwood. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I just think it's really cool that, uh, you know, with the little teaser trailer we saw today, and of course, Derek is going to talk way more about this than I ever could. I just love that it seems we we saw a little bit more of those Chozo memories from Samus Returns, and it seems like it's tying directly into those teases, and I'm I'm so excited. More Metroid lore. Give me that lore, man. Oh, sure. (laughs) All right. Before we move on, we have a few more Super Chats. Darchi with a $50 $50 super chat. Thank you so much. Wow. Uh, thank says, you. Little bit of oldish news, but after watching Linus Tech Tips hand on hands on preview of the uh, Steam Deck, I wanted to say Stream Deck. I have lost, I have lots of reassurance in my reservation. Also, shout out to my girlfriend because it's her birthday today. Well, happy her birthday, birthday Dorchi's girlfriend. Yeah, and, birthday. Uh, yeah, Steam Deck looks really cool. I saw that, I, I watched that same video today. So that's interesting. But yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm excited to check it out when it comes out but uh i don't i i still think it's just going to be like a, a niche ass device that very few people end up really owning but we'll see mm-hmm. uh miggy saito with a uh i want to say philippine or a 50 philippine peso donation says yes. oh is that matt awesome love that dude well same good week so do we. <laughs> hell yeah uh, moving on, Sean King with a $5 super chat says, I find it odd how the Dread reports seem to be going out of their way to not mention the twist end of Fusion and what that means about the Federation. Uh, I think they'll get there in time. I think they're kind of slowly probably pulling will. back layers of the lore as we get closer yeah. to the release of the I mean, game. they're making it seem like the Federation's like, we should be mad at you, but you're cool. 
it's, it's I mean, it's, it's really just weird. it's so hard to take anything about the Federation seriously because the twist ending of Fusion is essentially the same twist ending that Other M later had too. It's like mm-hmm. it wasn't really that surprising when it happened again in Other M. So, yeah, they'll get to it. I think yeah. it's not exactly. It's an open secret what you know about the Federation at this point, I would say. Maybe maybe the surprise was like, aha, you didn't think we'd do this again. Right. Got, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh Toastio is asking us to adjust volume with a Canadian five dollar super chat. Uh we're kind of far into the show. Um I, I apologize. I, I wish I could change it now, but we're like ninety percent finished. <laughs> so I think we're just going to stick with where things are at. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's not too straining for you to listen to. I apologize. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Oh, and finally, last but not least, uh, late night sprites with a two dollars super chat says, "Love WH Matt. Hoping for a AW Days of Ruin episode. I don't like Ad- Advanced Wars Days of Ruin. Advanced Wars. Yeah. What yeah. is WH? Right. Huh. Uh... Wait. WH White. All I can Maybe think of it was is White a... House. That's what maybe I was just a mis- Yeah, maybe it's just a misspelling, or oh, uh, what happened? Oh, what happened? Oh, oh sorry, happened? WH. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, like, when did Advance Wars get like three subtitles? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a a, a fairly common um, uh, request uh, to do Days of Ruin, but I've never looked too much into it. But I'm sure I'll get around to it one day because I do see it pop up every so often like i don't know once or once or twice a month i'm almost like ah days of ruin i'm like i don't know anything about that but i'll, <laughs> I'll educate myself nice all Have right it but not played it <laughs> all right we've got two stories left and a little bit of time to do them in so let's go ahead and get our next one up on screen right now all right so this one uh is near and dear to quite a few of us here on the panel uh streets of rage for developer.mu was purchased by focus home interactive uh apparently they picked up a 77.5 percent share of of the company um and they're basically bringing them into the fold uh early uh comments from the ceo of focus home interactive indicate that they're going to let dot.mu continue to just be fully autonomous they they brought them in to do what they're well known for doing which is to continue to create retro games and there were some interesting implications here uh one of the things that dot emu mentioned in their own press release was that they're interested in working on 32 and 64 bit era titles at this point uh what that means i don't know but uh i know that we all have a lot of love for streets of rage 4 and for dot emu as a developer uh I I don't know a lot about Focus Home Interactive. They're the guys that made like the Surge and uh, uh, Plague, Tale. Plague Tale. Yeah, right. They so published Vampire. them. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. Published them. So I don't I yeah. don't know what to expect from this. Uh, I don't have a ton of familiarity with them. Has anyone I, here? I've actually I, I've actually worked with Focus a little bit on some like you know pr- promoting some of their games and and playing some stuff and they've been they've been pretty cool so far. Like maybe a couple of years ago they didn't really have that much going on but uh lately like the the games that you mentioned uh they've been putting out some pretty cool stuff here and there um so like when i saw that i was like yeah that's that seems like a good pairing um they and, and even dot uh dot mu themselves like a couple of years ago they like all they kind of did was put out some really shaky ports of things like but slowly like i would say five, six, seven years ago, but slowly they, they were just able to get more things and find more teams and, and work on some really exciting stuff like Windjammers 2 coming out. But like when they started, they put out like a really rough port of uh, Garo, Mark of the Wolves. I think oh, it was, was the them? PS... Yeah, I think it was the PS4 version of it. And it like, maybe it was the PS3. Might have been PS3 and Vita, but they put that out and like it's online just did not work and and it had some issues. But ever since then, like they went back and did things to it. I think maybe chat can uh, confirm this. I think they added rollback into that much later, which is like always awesome because they didn't need to. Like it's not like people are playing it a whole bunch, but I think they added rollback into that version. And ever since then, uh, Dead.mu has done some like really fantastic stuff. So. Uh, this just helps them, like maybe work on even bigger franchises. Like I'm, I'm super down for that. Wow, it, it is so wild sure. because you know I've only known or been familiar with .mu since uh, 
Wonder Boy, right? That's when I first like mm. became aware right. of them. Mm-hmm. And so Same. I decided to pull up their games list on their own website. And I'm like looking at some of these and yeah, you can tell that they've grown a lot because I'm looking at games like Little Big Adventure. I'm like, what? what is this? <laughs> uh, some, of the, some of these games have a very bargain bin look and feel to them. Uh, so it is kind of crazy that I, I mean, honestly, before I looked at this list, if you asked me to kind of place them on like a tier list, I'd, I'd place them as like an S tier developer. I love everything that I've seen from them in the last several years. I've played yeah. a bunch of uh wind jammers too at various shows over the last few years. So I, I would say my big hope, is uh, obviously .mu is a very small company. And I hope that Focus Home picking them up gives them the resources they need to staff up and, and you know, move their production pipeline, make it a bit faster, like have stuff come out at a more steady clip. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm super hyped for Shredder's Revenge. I hope that comes out real soon. Metal Slug Tactics looks dope. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Windjammers <sighs> 2 has been in development for five years i can that i yeah think. take five more as long <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they if they perfect that and like and the stuff that they're adding to that it's like take all the time you need because that's been many uh jammers dreams for that to actually come out and be a thing and and they actually seem to be doing like a really worthy follow-up on that so yeah mm-hmm. absolutely just, agree yeah. I, I I completely agree with everything that's been said. I mean, look, if this can help their development pipeline, great. The the main thing for me is don't fuck with what they do. <laughs> Let Dot and yep. do. It what doesn't Dot sound like do. they will. Like, so and they're not going to. Yeah, like, at least they've said they're not. And that's the main thing for me. As long as this acquisition doesn't change the kind of stuff that they make and that they are allowed to continue doing what they do so well, great. Hell yeah. And it just yeah. gives them more resources to do what they do so well. All the better. I mean, the whole time we've been talking about this, I've just been re- re-watching the Shredder's Revenge trailer on repeat. And I, just, <laughs> cannot, I cannot deal with how hype I am for this game. And Metal Slug Tactics looks dope, as you said, Steve. So, yeah, I mean, is this sounds like all good. It sounds like it's all good, no bad. They just get more resources to do what they are doing so well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I hope this is just a case where, you know, it's it's a developer we love getting more money to do the things they, they have been doing. So... We'll, we'll see how this plays out, but I don't have any, like, negative feeling about this for the time being. Yeah. Um, nope. Same. Yeah. All right. Before we move on, uh, Bongo Lover with a Canadian $5 Super Chat. I was wondering where you were. Uh, says, <laughs> did y'all see the leak for Project Like a Danimal? Some artist on Twitter leaked the cover art with Ichi Bing Kasugert. Man, is going to be pissed. I... I kind of respect this. That. I feel like at some point Bongo is going to hire an artist to keep this bit going. Um, yeah, seriously. All right. Following that up, uh, Jason, the artist with a 500 yen donation says, uh, morning from Japan, big fan of both the GVG crew and the what happened series. Matt looks like comic book artist, Mark Crilly, but bald with a beard, which <laughs> I, I wish I, I knew who Mark Crilly good. was, but uh Yeah. I, I look a lot like a lot of metal um, singers in metal bands. Are like, you look like this guy, and I'm like, no, I don't. Then I cook on him. I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I get that quite a bit. But yeah, I'm not familiar with that particular comic artist either. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look him up. I'll do that after the show. Apparently, the guy who did the the um, like how to draw manga series. In really? Manga. Yeah. Oh no, I don't see <laughs> the resemblance. I'll be honest. Okay, but I could, I could be looking at different pictures. I don't know. <laughs> well, the world may never know. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our final story of the show. And I don't think we'll be talking about this one for a long time, but I felt it was important for us to uh, at least make people aware of it. So the Pokemon company actually issued a statement in support of gay rights. And before you go oh, too yeah. far in praising them, uh, they had to do so because the developer of Pokemon Unite uh, basically showed their whole ass on Twitter for a while. Yeah, um, yeah there was there was essentially just a, a I think it's called Timmy or Timey. I don't know how you pronounce the name of the developer of Pokemon Unite, uh, but they they say that they were trying to make a statement about you know equal rights and and it was. Uh, misconstrued because english isn't their first language it doesn't really read that way to me at all um basically says you know they they said 
rights of heterosexual players are equally important. Go ahead and ask gay people if they're disappointed by that? being treated equally, which just implies a whole yeah. whole ass misunderstanding of of the entire situation. Uh, here's the full statement from the Pokemon Company, though. They say, at the Pokemon Company International, we believe in ju- in a just and equitable world. And that every person, employee, and fan has the unique skills, powers, and purpose to contribute to this common cause. As part of this, we celebrate the humanity of every individual and fully support the LGBTQIA community. Diversity, equality, and inclusion are the foundations of our culture of belonging, and our core value of integrity and respect underlines the importance of treating people with respect. And an ad just popped up in front of the statement. And empathy <laughs> to build an open and trusting environment. These statements do not align with our beliefs, culture, or values, and are fundamentally wrong. We're working with our external partner to address the situation. Uh, I mean, that's that's your standard boilerplate. Like, hey, we're definitely not hateful people. Uh, you know, it, it reads a lot. But it is it is a good statement for them to make, especially for a company uh, so averse to having a political stance on literally anything yeah Um, it's better than doing what they also could have done and just ignore it and i'm glad they didn't ignore it even if it does feel like damage control it's better than just them not saying anything and it was quick too which is also important like same day that's like fine if they kind of waited it'd be like oh what's going on there i like how whoever ran that twitter account like woke up this morning he's like ah i'm gonna make some posts and then it just cuts, and he's like, that's the end of me. And then he's putting, like, an out-of-business <laughs> sign I'll die. on his... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's important to note that it's not, like, one person making Pokemon Unite, and then that same person hops on Twitter, and they're like, well, let's fuck this all up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Woke up this morning and decided I wanted to be out of a job by noon. <laughs> yeah i mean as uh press z or r twice to jason says in the live audience chat what what teamy said i guess that's how you say it has complete all lives matter energy and that's just yeah that's just not mm. like fuck that like they knew exactly what they were doing and i'm glad tpc reacted as quickly as they did but you know they got to be fucking annoyed that you know oh yeah a partner they're mm. working with somebody with the partner they're working with decided to show their whole asshole on twitter and say something like that well, yeah, I'm I'm certain this was this was met with a prompt uh, termination. You know, I, I imagine someone at TPC picked up the phone. They're like, "Whoever runs your Twitter account is done. Like, get them, get them away. Change your fucking password. Do what you got to do." But hopefully, I am, I am, oh, okay. you don't want them to be like, "We're going to actually hold a committee in one month, <laughs> and we're going to talk about like we're gonna, then we're going to come to a determinate like yeah, yeah. but well, your scenario." Whether yeah. we like gay people by September. <laughs> um, speaking of good vibes, though, kind of related to this, but this is just pure, objectively good vibes. Narukami Burn My Metroid Dread in the, or the live audience chat reminds us that the Halo announcer and Master Chief's voice actor both said trans rights. They both recorded videos saying trans rights recently. And, uh, and, and the Halo announcer, for his part, he, he didn't just say trans rights. He had a whole like soliloquy on how important equality is and how, you know, the, the trans struggle and how we need to you know, love each other and care. It was great. It was beautiful and mm-hmm. just good vibes all around. It was really yeah. cool. Wild to see what he actually looked like. <laughs> Did not yeah, expect that. I'll be honest. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, Me too. Yeah. The, the halo announcer is like an old dude in his seventies. I was like, never would have picked. Yeah, it's like I don't big know. Charles Martinet energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sure does. Uh, all right. Well, we are just about at the end of the show tonight. Uh, before we leave, Screamo Shaman with a $4.99 chat. I, I say Shaman, and it just, like, something in my body is like, that's not how you say it, but that's definitely how it's written. So, mm-hmm. uh, says, thank you all for talking about this. Love your channel, Matt. And finally, as an asexual non-binary person, gay rights and trans rights, too. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Uh, Hell yeah. Yep. Thank you so much for the generosity and for showing us love. Uh, but... With that, we've reached the end of today's news. Uh, so for our friends in the audience who might not know you, I doubt that there's many of them. Matt, where can folks find you and your content online? Uh, you can find it on Matt McMuscles on YouTube. It's hilarious because I don't have any muscles. Uh, and the same can be done on Twitter. Um, I upload couple of videos a week i forget how many now uh because i made a made a change lately but yeah i i do what happens and i'm also playing a lot of bad fighting games recently 
on a series that just started up called Worst Fighting Game, where I see if I can find a game that is worse than Criticom on the original PlayStation, which is like taken over as like the king of garbage. That I and I have not found yet one uh, that uh, that is worse. Uh, I even enlisted the help of Justin Wong to help me find yeah. a game that's worse, and we both we, we we did not crack it yet. So it's even worse than Masters of Teras Kasi. Oh yeah, Masters of Teras Kasi is like third strike compared to <laughs> Critical. Wow. Like, there's wow. combos. There's combos in Masters okay. of Teras Kasi. Like fair enough, dude. Jeez. In 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 um. Uh, in uh, uh, Solo, the the Han Solo movie that no one remembers, when they name drop Masters of Terra's Kazi, I lost my mind. I'm like, that's so cool. That, Who I does really that? Did. I so, see that movie. That's actually pretty cool. They did that. They, yeah, exactly. They talk about that martial arts fighting style. I was like, who does that? And I'm like, that movie's amazing just for that. The rest of the movie's mediocre, but like, that's amazing. So, mm-hmm. nice. um, yeah, way, way worse than 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 that particular game. Like, I'm not even gonna attempt to play that game because I I have to go for worse garbage than that. Like, mm-hmm. Beast Wars trans metals on the N64. Like. Uh, Oh my god! That's try maybe maybe try the Yu Yu Hakusho fighting game on PS2. I I've had played it myself. Suggest that I've not played it myself, but I saw gameplay and it looks like it looks rough. What about Ranma One Half Battle Renaissance? That's pretty ass too. Yeah, is that on Super Famicom? PS1. It's on PS1. Ah! and it's not very good as Steve said. it's yeah. really bad uh brandon bovia yeah. mentioned dragon ball gt final bout i'm actually gonna go ahead and just nix that one from the running myself that is at least playable <laughs> yeah it's it's i i like that that i know final bout is like you know bad but like it the two dbz games like i'm like oh no is ultimate battle 22 and then the worst, which I talked to some people at Team Four Star, and they're like, "No, the dirt worst is DBZ Taiketsu on the GBA because it's an American-made oh, yeah. uh, DBZ fighting game. So it's you like it's it's real. It's real. I that I'm now deciding I don't want to do the show anymore. Like I don't. Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to me suffering. Well, the thing on is, that. it never ends because then you got to find one that's even worse than the one you just found. Uh, so such a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> Well, if you ever if, well, I, if you ever need someone to suffer through a terrible game with you, I'm known for playing quite a few. So oh, I will, I will. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I, I do want to do a oh, quick congratulations on hitting 400k though. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. I was. I didn't. I didn't think it would happen, but it happened. So thank you, everyone, to uh, has looked me up on YouTube. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Go uh, subscribe to Matt's channel if you haven't somehow by some miracle you're here and not subscribe to him. Go do that. Yeah, <laughs> His content's absolutely. better than ours. <laughs> uh, don't 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 do that. Don't do that. Please. All right. We have we have a few more super chats before we close out the show. Edward Whalen with Australian $7.99 super chat says, I must say they were good vibes of the gaming variety. Great show, guys. Well, thank you. Uh, before that, which I scrolled past, Bongo Lover with a Canadian $2 super chat says, is there going to be a what happened on Danimal Zero? Uh, get us a build. I, I If that game exists, I need to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shellshock yeah. Prime with $2 super chat says, I want to see Steve versus Criticom. Y'all, y'all want to make me suffer, but I would do it. I would absolutely <laughs> do it. Uh, I I don't do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I need to. I, I, I'll go back and watch your episode before I try. Um, okay. <laughs> CJ me. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, with a $49.99 uh, donation. No message. Thank you so much. You're there incredibly generous. Right we appreciate below. you. Oh, I'm sorry. There actually is a message right below. Oh, yeah. Steve, oh it uh, says, hey. hey. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. All right. It says, hey, I've been watching you guys for a long time, since 2013 on GX, and I'm glad to see you guys still continuing to keep up the content also, which is a better system to you, GameCube or Nintendo Switch? Uh, woof. Uh, I'm just going to – we'll just go real quick with this. Uh, Switch for me. I won't get Switch. reasons because we're at the end of the episode. Yeah. I love my yeah. GameCube, but i got to go Switch. I love just, the GameCube as well personally, but Switch I think is the better overall piece it's, it's like just third-party stuff alone. It's like yeah. the third-party stuff is not yeah. amazing on the GameCube yeah. after a couple of years. So, yeah, Switch. 
Exactly. All right. And finally, Kane Woolley with a New Zealand $5 super chat. We're just getting them all at the end of the episode. Says, I know, right? Uh, just helping keep the lights on. Missed today, but we'll listen to the VOD while I run. Much love to y'all. Well, thank you. And with that, you. Uh, we are at the very end of the episode, I promise. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a- as we do at the end of every episode, we have to give a huge thank you to our patrons. Uh, we couldn't do this without y'all. Uh, super chats, everybody, you know, tossing in just little bits here and there to help us keep the lights on. Uh, someday we'll get that $2 million super chat. We'll all immolate ourselves or end the channel or something. Uh, but until then, uh, we have to give an extra special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier and above. Uh, you know who y'all are. There's like 89 of you or something at this point. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, without you guys, this show really couldn't happen. Like we just couldn't afford to be able to do this and live life as normal human beings at the same time. Uh, but we also have to give an extra special thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Idiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J., Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Echo Carroll, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedran Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Sapphire, Azran127, Pagrema, Kenrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Brady Power, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deneth, Kota, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hooby, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, My Mom, Hi Mom, Kotar Pack, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, Darik, Ray Clausen Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Hulkamaniac 55, Chibi J, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, and Kane Woolley. Woo! Woo! Thank you guys you so much for your support. Again, uh, if you if you like what you saw here, please feel free to like and subscribe. You can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming for as little as $5 a month. You can watch our patron-exclusive post-show live after each episode of TNT, which is where we are going to be headed here shortly. Uh, but if you like this, please subscribe, turn notifications on, leave a comment, you know, sacrifice yourself to the algorithm it all helps us out makes it helps the channel grow uh but if you're just here and you're just watching or you're listening on podcast services around the globe we love you we appreciate you so much have a great weekend and until next time folks good night and good vibes bye everyone bye, everybody